0: This is the Everything Weight Loss podcast with Shari Ware where we talk about everything, all things, anything to do with weight loss, health and wellness. So today I'm talking to Shari Reinhardt. So she's actually got my name, but she's from... Uh, The US, so it's pronounced differently. Uh, She works with coaches, wellness professionals, and entrepreneurs on their memoirs and business books. As a ghostwriter, storytelling coach, and podcast host, she helps all aspiring authors get past their writing blocks and believe in their story and talent. She works one on one with authors to conceive, organize, draft, and perfect their manuscripts so they are print and publish ready. So if that's something that you need, definitely reach out to her. Uh, but for the purposes of this episode today, the reason why I have invited Shari onto the podcast is because um, when we have interacted before, we've connected. Oh, it must be something about the name. We just had this connection. Uh, we, I discovered that she had an amazing story um, that I really wanted to share with people. So I'll just say to you, welcome to the podcast today, Shari. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you. I am so thrilled. I love talking with you. So
0: any opportunity, I'm saying yes to. I love talking with you too. So um, go for it. Tell us your story, because I know it's something that a lot of people are going to get a lot of value out of.
1: Well, I'm going to begin. Thank you for that, Shari. I mean, Shari. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. We all, I think, you know, as our lives unfold and we go through different situations, experiences, and relationships, when we pay attention to them over the years, we just learn so much about ourselves. And so my where I'm at today is really, I, I'm going to say the culmination of a 25 year journey back to myself. So yes, that does make me old. <laughs> But it also makes me wise because um, so I, I felt always not right with myself in my childhood. And I really don't want to go back there and dwell on that because I've um, discovered lots of gifts and lots of self-love through all the pain, suffering and trauma that I felt in my childhood. And the funny thing is, people are going to think, OK, what kind of horrible things happened to her? Actually, On paper, in media, in big breaking news, nothing earth shattering. My life itself was white picket fence. I grew up in a nice family. My parents loved me the best they knew how to. Um, And they wanted for me what they thought was best for me. So I was raised and groomed to follow a certain path. And like many people, we follow our... um, Our... uh, our caregivers, parents, teachers, coaches, et cetera, our clergy, we follow their lead. We need them, we're dependent. We're we're just figuring out who we are. So we trust the people in our care that they know what is best for us. So we do as we're told, Um, but I became very unhappy. I didn't, I very unsure of where I was going. So fast forward, I'm just living this rote kind of, walking dead sort of life in a job I thought I wanted and that I, drinking wine with my friends at dinner thinking that was fun, but really it wasn't fun for me. And I was on a search for myself. And at the time that I felt I really need to figure out who I am and what I want out of life. I had already been, um, I was 35 years old, married for five years, and my husband's work took him away. So I'm from Montreal, Canada, and his work gave him a one year mandate in Tucson, Arizona. Now for Anyone who does not know Tucson, it is built of desert and rock and mountains and coyote and clear, clear, beautiful sky with nothing in the way. There were no, like where I, I lived in the foothills of the of the Catalina mountains with coyote um, with the cacti and this sky that just woke me up. And so what happened for me in Tucson is I began a spiritual journey. I was away from everything that was familiar. I was away from all my obligations and commitments. And for the first time I breathed my own breath. It was like, Oh my God, who am I? So my little babies were off in daycare and I hiked mountains alone by myself with just vast nature that I had never seen before. And I missed a winter, which was really, really fun. Uh, but uh, so that year was spent really asking myself a lot of questions. And I came back to Montreal a year la- later, a changed person. I knew that things had to be different. And so I started to take action towards that. I read every every book under the sun. It began with Don Miguel Ruiz's The Four Agreements. That was the first book that opened my mind to, I can think about life differently. You know i don't have to fit into i was raised to be religious i don't have to go to a synagogue to find god there i never did why am i still trying to find god there he's in the sky for me i mean you know to each his own when it comes to that but for me when i was under that tucson sky the purple i I felt the god of life in me but i never felt that in in a temple or a place of worship so so uh, I'm trying to ram a lot of all uh, that happened for me in that year, yeah. uh, but I did come back a year later and I was very curious. And I knew that being a stay-at-home mom at that point, I was full-time stay-at-home mom, uh, was not for me anymore. I gave up too much of myself. I became physically exhausted, mm. very, very sick. I was diagnosed at 19 with hypothyroidism. So from 19 years old until uh, this point, I was always physically sick, chronic fatigue, chronic lethargy, migraines, brain fog, that whole list. If, if you go check out that list for metabolic or, or autoimmune uh, symptoms, I could check off almost all of them. So I came back and um, I started journaling. That was I started to write for myself and I put all my thoughts and my questions on paper. And every time I did that, I gained a little more clarity about myself and also about the power that I give away to my parents, to my children, to my doctors who have not been able to make me well. And that was a really big one for me. My doctors kept sending me home with... uh, you know, take these painkillers, just live with it. Don't complain about hair loss. Don't complain that your nails don't grow. Don't complain that your teeth are falling out. It's okay. We can't help you. We don't know what that is. So just, you know, carry on. Here's the painkillers and suck it up. We have patients who are dying and you're not. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I was wrestling with all of that, figuring out why am I not able to help myself? And um, so I was getting back. I was journaling daily. Um, Oprah, at the time, there was the Oprah Winfrey Show, yeah. and uh, she had a website with a, um, a, um, a place where you can journal online, wow. and they're private, but uh, it's kind of like a little journaling community. And uh, she did that for a couple of years, and I used that to keep me honest to daily write in my journal and uh, then one day post 9-11 they put out a question asking how journal writing has changed for those of you who write journals after uh, 9-11 the tragedy in, in New York so I sent in some of my writing and they chose me and I read from my journals on the Oprah Winfrey show, uh, the subject was on gratitude. And I guess they just kind of felt like I was showing all this great gratitude. (laughs) And when that was over, I'm like, oh, right. I, I write well um, it's important for me to build clarity around concepts and ideas and to know who I am. I read like a fiend. I mean, you know, I have books in every room in the house and under the seat in my car and in the back, right, everywhere. Um, and so I decided to build this freelancing career. Now, what, through writing, I just want to say that I've learned that we are all struggling with something in our health and wellness journey. And I think the reason is, is because we trust other people before we trust ourselves to know. Absolutely. So it's interesting, because uh, the more I talk to people about their stories, and they share their stories with me, the more I understand that Our problem isn't what's out there and what we, and and even even our, our well-being and our health, it's when we decide to take something into our own hands, we become beyond powerful and capable. So I'm only saying that because once I understood that I had spent 25 years thinking the doctors are going to help me keep hoping and praying and crossing my fingers and scheduling those appointments and running around like a maniac. And I was exhausted and I had my kids in the carpool. It was not an easy thing to keep going to specialist after specialist and not get helped. And it took me 25 years to figure out, whoa, there's something wrong here. Finally, there's something wrong with me listening to everyone else telling me what I should do next. So that I can feel better. So I literally let it all go. I dropped everything. I dropped every doctor of mine, except for my GP. I still like to go to him once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I stopped listening to the mom and dad who think they they know everything that is is, is right for you. And I opened my mind to other possibilities. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, I started seeing naturopaths. And I started seeing osteopaths. And I started working with uh, coaches and I just opened my idea of energy healers, acupuncture for the pain. I mean, within only a few years, I can honestly say I turned my entire health around. I was able to move again. I couldn't move. There were days I was knocked out on the couch from four in the afternoon till I had to serve dinner. And then after dinner, I was in bed again. It wasn't, I thought it was normal. When I turned 50, I felt worse than ever before. And I thought, oh my God, is this what it feels like to turn, to be 50? Is this what middle age is? Is People were always telling me, wait, wait until you turn 50. Wait until you turn 60. I'm like, I don't want to live if it's like that. i really don't want to be here it's like that so my health journey really only started when i for me personally i'm not making any suggestions for anyone we all have our own unique dna and blueprint for what works for us but for me it was trying new things and almost every new thing i tried shari helped in some way and it's I would say it's timing too, Mm. you know, either the readiness to, or the openness, the understand, I'm not sure, but I think it would be timing too. So that being said, um, the past 15 years have felt like victory to me. No, That's
0: beautiful.
1: Yeah. And, uh, victory also to my, um, close friends and my family because i'm just a nicer person yeah you know when you feel well you have more patience you're kinder yeah you're more generous um you're nicer to be with
0: Mm.
1: you're a little more fun
0: i was lacking all of that Mm. i think what people don't realize a lot of the time is that if somebody is not a nice person uh it's quite often because they're in a lot of pain and we just don't realize that they're in pain. So that's really good that you've had that different experience and you can, you know, and you're honest, open and honest about it. You're admitting that you you weren't the nicest person no. because of what you were going through. And you can you your life is different now, which is awesome. I'll share a little
1: story about that where in you know. M- Many times in my life when I was open to hear what people were saying about me um, because I felt they really loved me and had my best interest in heart. So I would step out of my own mind and reflect on what they were saying. And we grow from that if we are not too sensitive and don't let our hurt feelings get in the way. There's so much great, good um, improvement that can come from that. So... A perfect example is we're out for dinner at a chain food restaurant about uh, at least, I'm going to say 20 years ago, myself, my husband, and my three children. And the waiter comes around. And I'm snapping at him. I'm very short. I'm actually I don't realize it. I do now. I'm very mean. Now, apparently, that is the way I am. I was up until then Mm. with. Um, service providers in restaurants. If the food didn't come in time, if it came too hot or too cold, if it wasn't exactly right, I would get mad at the servers. And my family at one point, all of them just came crashing down on me. And they said, you know, Shari, you know, ma, we're not gonna eat out with you ever again. We're Mm -hmm. just not. You are so embarrassing and blah, 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 blah. Did I get it from them? And then they said to me, and you know, you're just like your father. You're just like our grandfather. That's how he is. We never go out to eat with him anymore because he's so I took that to bed with me. Mm. I was humiliated. I wanted to apologize to all the hundreds of servers in my lifetime that I did that to, because I saw myself. Who the hell do I think I am? So it's a small little example, yeah. but it opened my eyes to, to how I can improve myself. That's it, you know? And, and I'm, I was all, then I was seeking. Yeah. I don't know about you, Shari, but when you're in like a growth phase, aren't you just finding yourself like looking for the next thing you can fix? yeah (laughs) it becomes sort of like fun because now we have experience
0: right it doesn't hurt as much no no it's uh definitely a good place to be in to take that emotion out of it to be able to sit back and look at yourself and go okay hang on yeah. There's some change you can make there. Let's let's go do that and, and be excited to make the change, which is awesome. I want to ask you, uh, I know that in our conversation before we hit record, um, you mentioned uh, that one of the biggest changes for you was when you made the connection um, between, I, I can't remember the words you used, but tell us about that um, the, the words
1: I used was, so the, the connection between my emotional health and my physical health. Um, and that again, and I, I guess, listen, I've had a rough experience with Western medicine, to be honest, I know I, I, I would run there with heart attacks and I would run there with all the God forbids and all the broken limbs and all of that. I'm there in a heartbeat and I greatly admire and respect the medical community. When it comes to autoimmune disease, unfortunately, most Western doctors do not have the mindset of connecting all the dots and thinking of the body as a whole functional unit. Absolutely. And that, yes, and I know you're nodding because you totally get what I'm saying. So yes, you know, um, in my case, I needed Someone or some many different professionals to connect those dots for me and to show me I wasn't going crazy. That when I had depression, it was directly related to what was going on with my diseases in my body. They were manifestations of each other in some way. Now, I'm not a professional, so I will not pretend that I have the language to explain what I'm talking about, but I will share with whoever's listening and watching this. My lived experience has shown me without a shadow of a doubt that when I understand what is going on in here, and when I understand that my thoughts are causing me to feel things in my body, whether even even if it's emotional things like anger or resentment, I am the type of person I get physically sick from that because I'm holding all that toxicity in my body. Yeah. So my liver is not getting rid of it. My I'm not digesting things that I don't like in terms of, I don't know, someone made me angry or I got into a car accident. It sounds crazy. But That's when funny. I am aligned spiritually, emotionally and mentally, my physical health is is grand I'm of I feel alive aligned and vibrant yeah and I guess it makes sense when you're feeling angry right there's chaos in your body right we feel it in the in our stomachs or when you get nervous before a job interview we feel that but if you calm your mind you somehow send messages to your body to relax
0: what people don't realize is that and this is exactly what happened to you is that any negativity so any even even negative thoughts it, it could just be negative thoughts that creates acid in the body which you know it, it is all interconnected what you think what you feel is it all creates different it, it creates chains of reaction in your body so you know and and that's the thing there's so much research coming out now that shows that and um, people are starting to get the message. But the more that we can uh, have these, uh, you know, podcasts and um, Mm -hmm. videos and things where people are sharing and books where people are sharing their stories, um, the more that's just getting the message out more and more. So that's really one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to to have you on this episode today. Um, So, what do you feel then would be if you were to say you had a superpower? What would that be?
1: I think it's uh, not. I think I've been told that I am a great communicator, and it's not just on paper. I I've done so much messy mind work mm. and so much. Um, untangling, um, making sense of information that would come in so that I can use it to heal my mind and to heal my body. And having learned a little bit of a lot of different types of ways to help myself or in modalities and, and practices that people do and like the Dr. Joe Dispenzas I've learned so much from them that I know now how to articulate what is happening. in me and when I do that with people I'm told that it helps them understand a little bit what's happening in them you know those uh aha moments that Oprah often talks about well yeah I like to deliver on those Mm -hmm. so it would be you know I think the communication between myself like my whole body and with others
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And that ties into what you do as well. You know, it's all about story and all about communication. So I think what I do,
1: I think this person, I, I call this past 25 years, my spiritual journey to personal transformation. Mm. And that has led me to the work that I do. Absolutely. Yeah. But I also just want to add, if I may, that part of my ability to, clarify and 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 try to use the right words at least when i'm working or conversing with someone on a podcast it's a little different sorry you get a little nervous (laughs) um but meditation is my tool and if anyone here is listening and has not considered or, or has not um committed to at least three weeks of daily even only five minutes to build that practice into your life if I could encourage anyone or challenge anyone to do something really remarkable free easy and takes no time for themselves five minutes a day of, of nothing even if you're squirming and you can and then it becomes something it becomes the greatest gift you give yourself every single day
0: yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot of uh, research that shows that um, meditation has such a massive benefit for our bodies and our lives. Uh, And I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday and I've I've listened to it three times now because it it was just that good and I I wanted to make sure I got all of of the things. Um, But they were, you know, talking about the fact that if you don't have you know it, it, just say you just said five minutes so if you don't have and this is a conversation I've had with myself by the way people you know <laughs> I've only I've only just really in the last probably 12 months um, created a regular meditation practice um, and one of my biggest things was oh, I just don't have time uh, but seriously if you don't have five minutes in your day then you you need to that's all the more reason why you need to be doing it uh because it, it just the benefits from meditation create more flow more time and, and that ends up creating more time in your life so <laughs> definitely take Sherry's um advice on board with that um so i love your superpower that's a, that's an awesome superpower i i I ask people that question, and um, they say, oh, "I don't really have a superpower, but everybody does." And then some people say, "Oh, but I don't think it's really that good of a superpower." But um, your superpower is your superpower, and everybody has a different one, and we all need that from time to time. So I think it's really, and I think it's really important for us to acknowledge that we have a superpower as well, because a lot of us just we don't like to. Um, acknowledge how awesome we are that's something that I've definitely struggled with in my life so what would you say then would be if I was to ask you what's the one thing that you want people to know after walking away from listening to this episode or watching this episode if they're watching it what would that one thing be
1: that they have the power you all have the power you were born uniquely you and then you were told how you were supposed to be and you believed it because you were young and dependent and then one day you kind of or many years you wake up to yourself and you go i'm not feeling just right well This society demands that we give our power away and that we believe in the externals and we go after externals. And once we come back to ourselves, to who we are at the heart level, at the soul level, at the uniquely me level, you don't compromise on that anymore. You might compromise on what restaurants you're going to with your partner, but you're not going to compromise on your values. And therein lies the power. So, the message I would leave people with is tap into yourself, spend a few quiet minutes alone, find out who you are, what your values are, and then just go, go, just be yourself. Cause that's the superpower actually.
0: <laughs> I think that would be it. Just, exactly. just own your power, baby. Mm. I love that. Thank you for that. That's awesome. So um, if anybody wants to connect with Sherry further, I will be putting uh, links in the show notes. She has her own awesome podcast um, and I I listened to it and I um, particularly remember, Sherry. there was an episode on sleep that you did that totally blew me away. It was, I'd never ever considered um, that that, was as much of an issue as what it was in that um as what it was highlighted in that episode so yeah. i highly recommend people going and checking out um that podcast um, i can't i can never remember the exact name of it Cherry. so what is it the
1: metamorphosis monologues
0: Thank you. I just have it on my on my podcast player, so I never have to go looking for it anymore. But definitely go check that out, and I will I will put the links in the show notes. Um, so thank you so much for joining me today, Sherry. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much
1: for having me.
0: I really really enjoy being in your company. And I will see you all on the next episode. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Remember to check out the show notes and if you have any comments, feedback or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. If you've received value from this podcast, make sure to subscribe and I'd love you to rate and review the show. Have a fabulous day.